All right, thanks for sticking around. We're gonna jump into Q&A, so text those cues into 360-447-8474. Yep. And, and if, you're in, if you're in-house, just keep visiting, do whatever you do. That's right. Um, great Sunday morning. This was a great Sunday morning. It was a great Sunday morning. Honestly, all you know, was, you, honestly, as opposed to the lies I generally yeah. tell. Um, you know, even with all the problems that YouTube gave us. Yeah, I hope they weren't too bad. I didn't get a chance to I check in. I was talking about, like, the microphone not having batteries. Oh, yeah, that, that as well. But, uh, boy, YouTube was all over us today, <laughs> as, as per usual. Um, yeah. Uh-oh. It's one of those sermons. Uh-oh. What a question. The intervention. I... I love hate when there's something <laughs> like that that I go, oh, there's a question I can't escape that I'll hear myself asking 10 times this week. What would my intervention be? Because I need so many of them, but yeah. Um, Self-centeredness, clever. I like it. It's true because it does trickle down. It would attack a lot of those things that we got going on. And I took it a little further in my imagination. Yeah. I thought, okay. Play it out. What if I really did? I went home, so I'm playing this out in my head. I go home, and there's everyone around, and they say, it's not horrible, but you know, you are very self-centered at times, uh -huh. and we just wanted, what we've done is we've, we've, we've paid for a, uh, for a stay. You get a getaway for 30 days, and there are specialists. And you go, all for me? <laughs> me? You're all here for me? That's the problem. <laughs> yeah. I, I really did enjoy it in my mind. It's like, yeah. this isn't bad at all. And there's cookies and coffee You're there. right. I do have a problem. We and, probably need more people in on this. And so, uh, but I thought, okay. And so I agree. And there's like this really nice, they send me to like uh, Southern California. Oh, it's a nice one. We oh, don't yeah, just send yeah, you to yeah, the, yeah, yeah. down the road. No, no, it's really nice. And there's uh, there's specialists there, like the like the coaches on American Idol, uh -huh. where these people really know what they're doing. <laughs> and they have and I and I go there for 30 days, and it's nothing but 30 days of of relaxing and eating wonderful food and having all of these specialists teaching in ways that specialists would about how self-centered I am and why you don't want to be and motivating yeah, me yep, and yep. sitting in groups and talking about it. And it's like after 30 days, I would be a, a different human being. I would come out uh -huh. of there like, I see why, yeah, I've identified all the self-centeredness and why I don't want to be and I got tools and now I'll just not do anything. And, and you know, what's, <laughs> you know what is so funny about that is I can't help but think Oh, that's what happened, past tense. That's what we're doing. We are in the rehab right now. Because, I mean, if, if you were to design perfectly that uh, getaway that would transform you from your self-centeredness and everything, well, it would have to be like a life of serving. It wouldn't be even probably about you. They'd probably say, okay, cool, well, you're going to be in the soup kitchen today, and no one's going to look at you, and it's going to be the... And, Oh, that's exactly what we're here for. Maybe that's what God's doing, yeah. Maybe this is the big intervention. We're, we're getting the treatment right now because everything here is designed to take care of all those problems. Okay. Okay, what do we got? Uh, I got a couple questions. One, somebody said, was Simon Peter married? Question yes. mark. Now, whether she was alive or not, we don't know. Why do we know, she, why do we know he's married? Um, he has a mother-in-law. Bing! There you go. <laughs> that's how the Bible works. Oh, that's, another, that's a wonderful... Great question because you listened to the word and said, and "Mother in law." Somebody out there, check me out on this. Doesn't somebody like in Acts or a letter or somewhere refer to Peter's children? 
and maybe his wife? Don't they say, can't our wives and children come along with us? Us like Simons and some of the apostles. Oh, that's, I don't even. I think there's a, something like that. Maybe it's a it's a real loose memory. So it might be it might be a memory of something I made up a long time ago. Interesting. I do that every once in a while. I think, oh yeah, I remember this from in the Bible. No, I remember this <laughs> yeah. from thinking it once. Yep, yep. And now it's become a fake memory. Well, so how do you think that affects? everything that you know about Peter here. I mean, if he was married, would you, well, first off, I suppose, in your guesstimation, where, where was she? I mean, if we hear the stories of him out and about and the ministry for Traveling years. with him? Because if, somebody check me out on this, send it in. <laughs> because if there is that verse that says something about our wives and children coming with us, or them, uh-huh. Then it would be directly uh, when Jesus was coming back with the disciples to Capernaum for the last time, um, he took one of the little children that was with them, right, and put him in the middle. And it's like, wait, you're not speaking to a crowd here. This is you're just with the disciples in a house, right? They went into the house and then taking one of the children. Well, then Simon Peter's kids are probably running around all over the place. They're probably brats. Because <laughs> you know, I know Jesus. I'm in with Jesus. <laughs> My dad could beat up your dad, and he will. Right. My dad could cut your dad's ear you off. You say your dad's Abraham. My dad could cut your dad's ear off. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, I have a few questions, and you can answer whatever you're comfortable with answering on the air. Okay. Oh, that's already a great preface. I know you like those. Okay. Uh, I was baptized at his place almost 20 years ago, and since then I have had periods of time where I've strayed far from God and even claimed to be a non-believer at one point, although I was still praying every night. Does my baptism still count? Do you want me to ask the second one or, or pause there? I mean, I can answer that unless the second one is necessary. Nope, nope, it's another. Okay. It'll move uh, on. Baptism is a symbolic gesture. It's not like a box you have to check off to get to heaven. So it is always with the Lord about the heart. So do you look back on your baptism and have feelings of, boy, I meant it and I strayed like the prodigal son, but now I'm back and I am on that original commitment? Or do you in your heart feel like, wow, I burnt that bridge and I really need to make that statement again, it's, it's unique to each heart. There's no right or wrong. It's what would you and Jesus like to do? You know, what, yeah. how, how would you, what would make you feel best in your relationship with the Lord when it comes to either leaning on the baptism you had or striking a new right right whatever. and there's and remember this is the thing that we always fall into he, he's not about the legalism we did that right, stuff right. so there's no like did it take you know is it, it there's no box that is well were you baptized what when was it how long did it last where did you go from there it's like you said it's just that heart condition which is why in the, in the prayer here that we do at the end it's if you're for the first time or you need to recommit, if you need to get right again, if you have gone off and you just need to recenter that. He doesn't fault you for that. He doesn't say, nope, sorry, you already did it once. You know, that's, right. that's it. He it's says, really, it's just, yeah, it's. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's all yeah. about what your heart needs to feel most established in him, reestablished in yeah. him. Yeah, and by asking that question, 
God hears that same question. He's, he's right on top of it. You're already halfway home by even being like, what, what can it's, I do? It reminds what me of the old pixie stick uh, analogy where, you know, God's got the pixie sticks. Here you go. And you go, oh, there's a bunch of different colors. Which color would you like me to have? Well, I would like you to pick the one that appeals to you. That's how I get my joy. I like to say, yeah, but I mean, which one do you like? Well, that doesn't <laughs> matter because right now I'd like to see which one you like. Yeah. But is there, I don't want to pick the wrong one. Is there there wrong? isn't a wrong one. <laughs> you know? And so it's, uh, I think this falls into that where the Lord says, <clears throat> what would be best for our relationship? What would you like? Would you like to be rebaptized, or would you yeah. uh, just carry on and lean on the old one? You go, well, what, what do you want? He goes, I want to see what you would like to do, and I hope you do the one that's best for you for our relationship. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just uh, be honest about next. it. Next. Um, and then two, I am covered in tattoos. Am I welcome in church? Yes. Yes. Oh, my goodness, of course. Yes. I, you I should have, see the two men. I have men. a couple myself. You should, well, I have an entire back tattoo that runs down my got, rear and on my legs. worse than an old English across his shoulders. That would be great. It's not true, but wouldn't no. that be funny if it was? Wouldn't it be funny? Um, you should see the two men that are currently heading up one of our ministries here. It's a prison outreach ministry. Yeah. And they got, they're, they're out of prison. And they've got the, the bald head with the tattoos on the head and the neck and the things and the... And you know how thankful I am because they're doing this wonderful ministry of making me comfortable because I'm like, I don't know, should I be scared? And they're like, oh my goodness, I love you. What's up, brother? And then you go, right, right, look at me. I'm judging a book by its cover. So you being here helps us, you know, with that. Like, again, my sister is head to toe. And There's one one scripture in the Bible about, uh, it isn't even, in all translations, it's not even used the word tattoo. But it's about a form of idol worship. It's not about decorating your body. Because, boy, can you, if you want to be a Pharisee, then you can talk about the ladies that get the permanent makeup, and it's like, that's technically a tattoo. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Actually, there's a third one here that was saying, this is probably off air, but I think this is a good question. Uh, There's a big worship fest concert that they want to go to so badly, but doesn't have any Christian friends to go with. How do I find someone to go with me? Isn't that what Facebook is for? I was going to say, well, and that's, that's what church, church is for. Is, you show up here, right. I bet you could get 20 like people right in now, the back. Right now in the back, they're all having coffee and cookies and milling around talking. And if you just went around meeting people going, anybody wanting to go to the, put it on your hat. Yeah, no, throw I'm it I'm going there. to worship fest. Yeah, and then everybody will, there's already, I guarantee there's people from this church, from other churches that are all going. So you might as well meet them and have something to talk about. Just say, hey, that's how we're going to hang out. So, yeah, so show up. That's what church is for. But we can't find you friends. You have to do that. <laughs> you have to do that on your own. I know. Okay. Uh, the, sickness we need he- the sickness we need healing from is sin. The concept seems banished in most of society because we are desperate to feel better about ourselves. We don't realize that not acknowledging the sickness doesn't actually get rid of it. It's, it is right to reinform the world of the dangers and destruction of sin. But I think what you said today is... Weaklings that we are sheep. I don't know if is I don't maybe something's misspelled there. Uh, said today is weaklings that we are sheep. We cannot take that information about ourselves without first knowing that we are loved and lovable. Am I on the right track? Absolutely. That's what you, those are. Yeah. Great statements. I agree with all of them. That was that is the point that this stuff that we don't want to look at. 
I don't even want to acknowledge it. You know, I'm talking about my scabies. I didn't want to touch it. You know, and our sin is yeah. worse. I don't want to look at it. I don't want to think about it. I don't want to touch it. And Jesus says, I do. I want to wrap my arms. And that's why he, you know, you go, well, why did God heal people? I, if he, he came to deal with sin. Why is he bothering, you know, fixing wounds? Because that's such a visible way of showing right. what's invisible. It's like, I'm gonna, I want to touch the stuff no one will touch. And it's not going to affect me. I'm going to affect it. Everyone else, the rules apply to everyone else because you touch an unclean thing, you're unclean. I touch an unclean thing, it's clean. Yeah, you know, right. Only he could do that. And so I think you're absolutely on the right track. That by knowing... He loves us. It's, I think it's so significant that he laid hands and then healed them so he could carry our sickness. It's like, yeah. but then that, I've just never seen it so clearly. That's why he was despised and rejected. You know, oh, little faith. He couldn't lay his hands. You know, he couldn't do any miracles except just lay his hands on a few sick people. Yeah. But you could understand if this guy's touching all the lepers. Even his own disciples, don't, don't bring the kids, don't bring the babies. He's like, wait, what are you saying? Well, I'm just saying they shouldn't, you know, your hand, look this one's got big pox, <laughs> which is my favorite thing in the world. I like the idea of the We're big, talking smallpox, big, big pox. pox. Oh, that would be really bad. And the assorted rashes. Uh, but, Any number but, of assorted but rashes. I love, what I love about that, honestly, though, is because it's so graphic. I love the graphic nature that you painted here because that is so true. And it made me think, because one of the most difficult parts of the Bible for all of us, especially those who like went to school and tried to really, I'm going to know it, is getting through those Levitical laws and things where you're going, why do I care if it's oozing or not? <laughs> like how you said, the, how do you picture him apprehensively like, ooh, it's a wet one. <laughs> that, that one it's so true though. And, and so those graphic things, I wonder if they're so deliberate because one, it's they're so... They're setting up Jesus? Setting up Jesus because it has to be like, okay, now look, we know the gross of the gross and you don't do this and you can't do that and this is, you've been smitten by God himself so just don't even, and then he comes and is just... Touching everything, just touching, touch. Just touch, 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 touch. And they're just like... You, there's a whole book essentially just about don't touch, you know, about don't <laughs> touch these things, which has to just highlight, I mean, blood boiling in the Pharisees because also they're the ones who are going, where's your uh, bird uh, and stuff? Like, I, I'm not going to touch you, but we can try and work around it. I'm going to kick well, you out of the, the camp. And, and then the, the lame and the blind were not allowed in the temple. Right. And he's teaching uh, one story. He's teaching in the temple, and then he, all the lame and the blind came to him in the temple, and he healed them. This just wasn't allowed. Uh, yeah, I, I just I think that's a wonderfully vivid picture. The fact that we, oh boy, we get the picture so wrong. You've been talking about paint that picture because we just got all the mm -hmm. wrong pictures. But that picture of the Civil War field surgeon, I think you said, right? Yeah. With just That's it. It's, he's just... I don't got time for you know appearances. This is back. This is back in the in the not a lot of baths day. Yeah, they no, didn't no tide a, pen to take care yeah, of that. You know, not a lot of exchanges of clothing for lepers who can't afford anything right. and just live out in the caves. It's like just the steak. Right. I mean, when you really put yourself there, Which, and he's just embracing the whole to town. Them. Right. 
Oh man, that's I know. It's it's a it's a very good. We just we've sanitized Jesus to to just to just oh just floating around in his bleached white gross. robes, you know, mm-hmm. barely touching the ground, nothing dirty. I mean, what else we got? Anyway, um, I think that's. That's what I got texted in right now. Did you like the picture of the lion? That's, that's, the, that's the lion from the restroom. From the, uh, all guys know it. We all know <laughs> it. I see that guy every time I go in there. I love that That lion. is a great picture. Um, yes, uh, also the thread that you had going through this whole thing that he needs to be the framework for life. And I, I just think that's... Yeah, we just can't state that point enough that it's so easy to realize that you're squeezing him into yours, that you are... I'm squeezing my busy life. Do him a favor. Yeah, be a deer. Like, just that he's there to fit around your life and the things that you want. It's just so backward, yet it's so instinctual, I think, to our flesh. So, yeah, I, I liked a lot of that. Um, I have a confession to make. What? Uh, the, the Walmart analogy. I only said because I wanted to show that funny picture of the Walmart. <laughs> we made that a few years ago for something else, and I came uh-huh. across it the other way. Well, i got to use this again because I think that's hilarious. But it's, I, I like it because it does feel like that is how we treat them. Hey, could you pop down and just oh, pick it up? It ended up making a great point. Also... Just the stark contrast from the culture he went to and who we now are. We just right. got a fever? I'll, I'll just get you some Tylenol. Uh-huh. Somebody said 1 Corinthians 9.5 is what we're looking for. Do it. So here we go. I'm going to find it right now. 1 Corinthians. Thanks, Jenny. Uh, <laughs> I'm just I... assuming it's Jenny. <laughs> Um, no, I don't know who it is. I wrote to you in my epistle not to keep company with sexually immoral people. Oh, know. like Peter's family. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, is it, I think I'm on 5.9. I'm backwards, 1 Corinthians. <laughs> That's not the same at all. Um, okay, do we, not have, do we have no right to take along a believing wife, as do also the other apostles, the brothers of the Lord, and Cephas? And Cephas, Cephas is the name for, it's his uh, Greek name. Little Rock. Yeah. yeah. Rocky. Rocky. So there it is. So say it again, believing, to take along a do believing we not, wife. Do we have no right to take, a, take along a believing wife, as do also the other apostles, the brothers of the Lord, and Cephas? Why so it sounds they, like everybody's Why do they not make him be one of the, the That's apostles? That's a good question. That's I'm just... <laughs> and Cephas... Uh, anyway, yeah, there it is. There it is. And so now that isn't talking about when Jesus was here. That's most likely when he was traveling around going to Rome and all. But nonetheless, he was traveling with a believing wife. Mm-hmm. So not only did he have a wife, she's a believer. Hard not to be a believer if your husband's the one that walked on the water to Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, though. Cut off the Peter's, ear that they put Peter's back on. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well... Anyway, yeah. we won't go too far into that. Um, when were the disciples allowed to lay? When were the disciples allowed to lay hands to heal? Uh, right in the middle of Jesus' ministry, when he prepared the seventy-two to go in pairs uh, ahead of him into all the places in uh, the Galilee, but the twelve he sent out in pairs to Judah on their own by themselves, gave them authority to cast out demons and heal and resurrect the dead, and they did. We don't have those stories, but we have these wonderful little glimpses like them returning, all excited, telling him, the the, the demons obey us. It worked. And the the dead are raised. It's like, 
boy, wouldn't you like to know what they did? And you brought up a good point earlier this week when we were talking about this. That's when he commands them, you only take one coat, only one cloak. That's it. Oh, right, you get right, one. right. And now you've seen how I heal. You go do it. And it's like, okay, okay, <laughs> that cloak's going to be so gross. Yeah, which is, you got to imagine that's the first thing he's looking for when they're showing and back it, up. He's like, oh, you're see, filthy. And that, and that's make, my boy. And it makes sense why then if a town rejects you, well, shake the dust off your feet and move on. It's like, why would a town reject them? They're healing everyone. Because Jesus always finds a way yeah. that it requires a level of faith and trust to get what you want from him. And it's like, right. how come everyone isn't just running being healed? How come he goes home and it's like only a few will receive a miracle? Because he's determined he's going to lay his hands on everyone yeah. while they're gross. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, I just, I just love that point, too. I mean, that's such a good metaphor for the way that it works, too, is I think a lot of people are like, well, when I clean myself up, I'll come in to church and present the thing that I uh, hope to be all prim and put together. He's saying, get in here. <laughs> like, Just get in here, you hot mess. We'll take care of it together. We'll clean you up. That's how it works. And yeah, because uh, the best so much... you're going to do is the outside of the cup. Yeah. Oh, and then that's even worse because then you start to believe that you're clean. You're like, no, look, I got it all put. No, you don't. No, you don't. Admit you're filthy. Um, okay. I also like your uh, laying the ark of the, the church over Capernaum, Capernaum. to point out how small, how small it was. I and mean, we're the synagogue and the lobby is Peter's house. You could yell. You could yell to it. <laughs> Peter, how's your mom? <laughs> That's what he did. Hey, Jesus. Yeah. We got a real... Trouble back here. <laughs> that's uh, that's a funny thought, but it is also um, what I heard when you're saying that, and I'm just looking at that, going, the Jesus, right? Like the Jesus. That's that's it. It's this te- teeny tiny town, and. Th- how funny it is that you're telling this personal story. That's how personal he is. It's another great like little metaphor to say, yeah, you could be down the block and just be like, hey, Jesus, we, we need you over here. And he was like, coming. Like, he's just so accessible. He's your neighborhood Jesus. He's your right. guy who's just right there. And it's so, to really get your head around, because like, no, again, I'm painting a picture of something inaccessible. But he okay. was the guy. Just Well, here's, here's uh, my problem. Okay. I have with a Jesus, big problem. No, but with something to do with Jesus. Uh, they've only excavated half of Capernaum. And stopped. Why? It's where Jesus lived. So who knows? Who knows what's? But you, why? They know. They know that's the rest of the ruins. I don't know. They haven't got permission or money. I don't know. But. Let's just take a some couple guys shovels and sneak who, over there. I know. Yeah. I want to dig up something. That's so interesting. Yeah. Why? It's like, what is waiting to be discovered? You know, they, they didn't even find all that till like the 60s, late 60s. Some farmer or something was doing something. And what's this? And, oh, we found Capernaum. And, and before that, people were saying, yeah, it's just one of those made up places in the Bible. And then they found it. And then they found the, oh. uh, the synagogue. Sitting and it's a white synagogue that had been torn down in 70 AD, sitting on top of the black basalt foundation that dates way back pre Jesus. It's like, and it's the black steps. And so it's one of the only places in Israel that everyone agrees Jesus walked on those. You know, you yeah. can go and so people get their picture touching. It's like, Jesus stood here and I'm touching where Jesus actually yeah. stepped. 
Wow, I can't wait till we dig up. And the centurion, stuff. he healed the centurion's servant. Right. That centurion was wealthy and became a, a Jew. benefactor or whatever. Well, but a, a, a Jew. A, you know, he became a Jew, whatever you call that. Uh-huh. And built that synagogue. He funded it. That's his synagogue. So not only is that the foundation that Jesus stood on when he cast out the demon and where he goes and teaches and talks, uh, and not only where he goes down the stairs to go to Peter's house, but it was built by the Roman centurion whose servant he healed. <laughs> so somebody, actually it's the same person, points out that, well, once they dig it up, then you'll see where the Walmart was. <laughs> they had that next door Walmart okay. right there. I um, think that ends this, this yep. session for today. I think that's good. Let's stop right there. We'll see you guys next Easter. week. Easter. Easter. Love y'all. Oh, no, bye. no teaser. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs>